and welcome to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'll be your host. So on today's episode, we're going to head over to Briarsville to go drive a garbage truck, I guess. And then also we're going to like, you know, try to fight these trolls that have somehow taken over Halloween, I guess. But then we're also going to go visit Eartha Kitt in her weird, cool house. Uh, as we're doing do all that, we are going to be covering today 1991's Ernest Scared Stupid. For this episode, I could not do it alone because... Fun little fact, I didn't even know what Ernest was until, like, very recently. And so I decided to bring someone on who I've become friendly with um, during this whole journey of doing the podcast and has been a very uh, supporter of mine, and I've been a supporter of theirs for a long time. So you know him from his wonderful podcast with his co-host Katie and Kit. But welcome to the podcast, Nathan Sizemore from I Hope You Suffer. Hey, Nathan. Hey, thanks for having me. Always down to discuss Ernest. Yes, always. Do you mind like Nate at all, or is it always Nathan? Uh, any of it's fine. It's, any of it's fine. Call me any variation of it. So <laughs> yeah, you know, call me he, call me she, call me Regis Kathleen, just call me kind of a thing <laughs> that's fair anyway but yeah no i um yeah i started listening to your podcast i mean like really i guess like um after girl that's scary was on because i love them so much I um the oh they're so cool and like you know shout out cat and jazz love you guys but anyway um I want them to come back on your show so bad, but we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> it'll happen anyway, eventually. It'll happen. Right, right, right. Because you've been on theirs a couple times. I yeah. loved listening to um, you guys do the Fulci films. Hilarious. Really yeah. funny. <laughs> like, it's very good. So, like, um, I think I, that's how I became sort of familiar. And then I've listened to your show tangentially. I did. I listened to your episode on this movie. So we'll not just rehash everything about it. But, you know, I just like how you guys just cover trash ass movies i love that like good yeah our our podcast is very much i feel like a skip around unless you actively have no interest in watching the movies because like i don't recommend watching 80 percent of the movies we've covered (laughs) and like i know know a lot of people aren't so i i know a lot of people that are like yeah i've listened to like most of the episodes but i skipped mm-hmm. like ant farm dick hole because uh i've never watched that <laughs> and i'm like yeah I don't oh you. <laughs> completely i understand and then also it's uh, it, not that you will do this but it's you're not doing like the fucking vomit splatter dolls or whatever or that kind of shit no, although who knows we we very much all three pick movies in different styles where yeah Katie's like, oh, I found this movie on Tubi. And I'm like, well, this could be a garbage ghost movie that no one likes. Or I mm. like, I very much am like, this has a real stupid title, like Toilet of the Dead Zombie, or like Zombie yes. Ass Toilet of the Dead. Yeah. And then Kit just is just like, I don't know, uh, Street Trash is a banger. We'll watch <laughs> that. So, <laughs> sure, exactly. Right, right. No, I mean, I'm surprised that Katie has not brought you guys the wonder and the joy that is Spice World. I'm surprised by that, but you I know, no, if Katie Who knows? is a fan of Spice World or not, I've seen it. I have it on VHS. Hell yeah. So, I have it on DVD. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's just like, you know, oh my God. But I will definitely come on your show for sure, for sure. But uh, that's what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about a man named Ernest. And how he got scared. Okay. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but um, I mean, my history, we'll get into yours in a moment, because again, you are our um Ernest P. Worrell expert, pretty much. <laughs> that I know of. But I mean, my history with this is I literally didn't even I'm horrible. I hardly even knew who Jim Varney was for a while. Okay. Like I was like, 
who is this guy? Like what? But then I found out he did Slinky Dog in the Toy Story movies and yeah. you know all that. But this is what his kind of bread and butter was, really. This is what he was very known for. Um, and so this is my first Ernest movie. I mean, because the other ones are some garbage and some fun. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But I, I, I highly recommend this this one for sure, especially for like horror yeah. people, because it's probably it's for me. It's my favorite. I think goes to jail's a better movie. Sure, but th- I think this is this is definitely my favorite. And I think this is the one that I always recommend people start with. But like, mm-hmm. goes to camp, saves Christmas, goes to jail, and scared stupid are like the golden era when they sure. were on doing touchstone films through disney and then it like mm-hmm. once disney drops them after like scared stupid like fails at the box office right that's when you get into sort of like the trash the versions of it which i like all of i actually think right. slam dunk Ernest is kind of <laughs> great but right. like once you get into like joins the army and goes to africa you're in like real sketchy territory <laughs> yeah bad 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 horrible it's like you know but i mean it's to be expected with some of that stuff and you know it is this weird moment in time where it's like yeah this character like was backed by disney for a while he's a disney princess damn it i'm so it was, happy for him <laughs> it's literally like there's a yeah. like 30 to 40 minute like tv special they did called ernest goes to splash mountain oh my god was, yes at some point they like revamped space or not space mountain splash mountain splash Mountain. yeah they did like Hilarious. this big special where like ernest is like the first person that's gonna ride it or whatever yeah and he's like doing like training montages and shit to like oh ride splash mountain it's very stupid <laughs> oh i love it and they take it so seriously yeah um oh, yeah. the youtube channel uh movie bitches they just talked about this movie too and they totally mentioned that because um i think the one chick on there Avril, she's i think around your age ish like uh early 80s baby so like yeah. you know would have grown up like with Ernest a little bit as opposed to me i don't think i grew up with it so i was like wait what the hell yeah, but, I, yeah. i'm always curious if like like Ernest is a character like like I I was born as Ernest was like taking off so I was yeah. the prime age that like the time his right. TV show it's Ernest Hey Vernon's mm-hmm. Ernest like popped up it was like prime for me right exactly. and so like I I'm always curious if Ernest is a character at all works for generations slightly younger than me because it feels mm-hmm. like a very much if you weren't like that you know, five to maybe like 12 age right. during the late eighties, early nineties. Like I, I feel like it's the thing that just passes you by. And I just like, I'm right. always curious if like, I want to like talk to like a 20 year old and be like, watch like Ernest goes to camp and tell me I, if this is good or not. <laughs> yeah. Gen Z or something. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something like, you know, obviously rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman, but he was kind of like the prototypical person with like, him and Ernest live on the same street, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of similarities, sure. a lot of similarities, but um, both very talented people and everything. But anyway, but yeah, no, there's that. But like, this would be like if someone, like, I think a lot of people like my age, like they remember like Pappy from Pappy Land, but like someone like your age, I don't know if you remember that shit. You know what I mean? No, like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so Pap, okay, so little little history. Pappy from Pappy Land. Um, there was a show on TLC called Pappy Land where it was this old man who like would draw or paint or something like that, and he like looked like an old ass man, pretty much. Um, but he wasn't <laughs> creepy or anything. It was just like this random ass thing that you would like 
see on TLC, right? I'm about to look this shit up. Wait a minute. So, <laughs> I don't no, think, but yeah. yeah. I don't think TLC hit my, right, because it was like the learning yeah. channel, the actual learning channel when I was a kid. Before before I, it I, became before it became the reality. Oh yeah, garbage. before it became the greatest <laughs> channel of all time because the ninety day fiance. Oh my god, I hate <laughs> you so much. But anyway, it's fine. No, but Pappy, he was like, um, yeah, no, it was like Pappy drew it, like you know, he like drew stuff. It was so, kind of like was it like a shit. kid a kids TV show version yeah. of like Bob Ross? Kind of, sort of. Actually, it's a great way to say it. So it's a half hour children's television program written by a guy named John Napa. He wrote the logbooks of Admiral Jake book, um, and he did like. Uh, a bunch of these things. Uh, he introduced this uh, character called Doodlebug. What else was this? And he originally broadcast it out of Syracuse, New York, and other PBS shows or PBS channels. Um, and yeah, it was started being on TLC. Half of it's done in blue screen, so it's sort of like kind of a weird, like pre Blues Clues kind of a little bit, but okay, not in that gotcha. same way. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, like he would like dance and sing, taught life lessons and shit. Um, oh my god, look up Happy Land, everybody! Like because I think <laughs> it's on Roku now too, as well. But someone like me, who I would have grown up with that, but you were probably a little older for of like, what the fuck is this? You know? Or I mean, yeah, that kind of thing is yeah. kind of like a weird thing. But then obviously something like Magic School Bus is like not just for '90s kids. It's like you would have at least known what it was. You maybe yeah, not watched it. I, like but, yeah. I guess to like set it in time, I had like just gotten out of like the age of some of that stuff as like mm-hmm. Barney took off and like Power Rangers really oh. hit the air oh, over here completely. And, like, but like my sister is two years younger than me, so I have like right. a knowledge of that kind of stuff only oh, yeah. because she watched it. But like. At that point, I moved on yeah. to like, you know, Batman, the animated series and like the Hell X-Men yeah. animated series and that kind of shit. And yeah. so like, totally. I think like SpongeBob was like really had like just started airing as like I'm getting into like junior high or high school, yeah. I think so. Totally. No, I mean, yeah. And uh, this is just us like reminiscing and talking, but like, no, <laughs> it's um no, but it's true. Like, you know, it's these weird things. But like you were saying, Ernest is something where you seem to at least grow up with it and you liked it for some reason. And we can get into that, but like, but yeah, no, just like locking those weird and random memories or whatever. But I guess like, just to sum it up, like what is it about this character that you enjoy so much where you really do like all these movies? Like you are a fan of this character and you know, you'd want to come on and talk about this because I browbeat you to do it, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, you trust me. Like I, I have almost a set rule that if someone's like, Hey, you want to come on and talk about Ernest? I'm like, fuck yes, I'm in. Let's We're do doing it. it. So like where I feel like a lot of my generation latched onto like Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I did as well. Like I love Pee Wee's Playhouse. For some reason, I don't know what it is, like Ernest worked for me. I don't know if it was specifically the TV show because it had to have been. I had to have seen his TV show first. He had like a one season TV show where I'm positive. I'm almost positive he won like some Emmys from. And it was very like, do you know what you can't do that on television is? So the TV show kind of worked a lot like you can't do that on television works. He's like very fast, like 30 second to a minute, like sketches. Yeah. And it would be like a, a revolving cast of characters doing these sketches where sketches were like some like one sketch would be like Ernest goes to get his hair done. And every time he's like, I want to mm-hmm. look like a big wig tycoon or whatever. And the guy hears him wrong and it like does this crazy absurd wig where it'll be like the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I thought you said this. 
it's just like kind of dumb shit like that. Right, right, right. And eventually that led to like me discovering probably like Ernest Saves Christmas, I would assume probably like the first ones. I feel like like a lot of people around my age that was like the big one because that was like the big one that like Disney pushed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I just something about him worked for me where I found it funny. And it just like, yeah, you know, there's like a period where you hit high school and you're like, oh, I hate this shit for when I was a kid. I get rid of all right. of it. And then you eventually come back to some of that stuff. And yeah. Ernest specifically is one of those characters where like I was randomly at like a used movie store. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I used to love Ernest. Like I'm a buy like there's a collection of like three movies. And I think it was like goes to camp. Right scared stupid goes to jail and i was like oh these kind of still hold up for me and then i just kind of was like oh i'm gonna go like see what other stuff's on dvd ended up getting all the movies got like the tv show there's like Mm -hmm. a two volume collection of just all of the commercials yes jim varney did his earnest i will get into it yeah there's like all of these different things that they released on dvd and i bought all of them and i was like these all rock. I am an <laughs> Ernest Stan again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is awesome. This is so yeah. good. Yeah, no, it's that's totally fair because, like, you know, yeah, like a lot of people probably did go to Pee Wee, and it's like that, like Pee Wee, Pee Wee, Ernest, and Elvira. They yeah. are so like just quintessential '80s characters that really just came out of like these like comedians just trying to be funny. Okay, that's what it is. Like yeah. it's, and I think that's so fascinating to me. And, and with that, like, I feel like for the most part, they're three characters that it's like they're they're hard to really be like. Well, this is why they work because it's like, yeah, on paper, like I would see any uh, any of those three, and I'd be like, I how do you how do you make this into a TV show and a movie? Exactly. Although, like Elvira, a little different because it's like there was. It's like the blueprint of like vampire Vampire before that of like, yeah. yeah. And like horror host, but it's like trying to explain, like I try, I feel like trying to explain like Pee Wee Herman to like, yeah, a 16 year old who's never heard of it before. But like, I'd be like, yeah, it's just like, dude, he lives in a house. There's like a genie head and a talking sofa. And like, he has this like cute suit he wears (laughs) and like all this. Right. He's like a man child. Yeah. They'd just be like this. All right, old man, get out of here. (laughs) No, no, totally. And, and also like, we only have so many of those other people like that, you know, it's like, besides like Steve Burns from blues clues, I guess, you know what I mean? Where you have like, and he's a children's host. I mean, but you know, and what's interesting about Ernest too, is that he's not a children's host. Maybe like in a way can kind of like appeal to kids sometimes, but like he wasn't expressly made for that. Um, so no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And um, I, I can understand that. And you pick up on the weird shit, like, and, you yeah. know, you're like, Hey, why not? The, but um, yeah, the, the late eighties and early nineties were like a treasure trove for weird shit marketed mm-hmm. to kids. Cause like, there was oh, a yeah. Toxic Avenger cartoon called The Toxic yes, Crusaders. There was. there was a Return of the Killer Tomatoes cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, just like I, I, yeah. I feel like if you just watch like any like even a like a little past my age, but I still yeah. was like still watching like Rocco's Modern Life is weird as fuck. It's so weird, but it's the best show ever. Oh, it's oh my so god. good, and it's, it's like so that, good. Like, all real and, monsters. Oh, yes. Oh my god, we can get into it. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> There's because... so much like extra weird stuff that like I I guess like yeah. there is like SpongeBob's pretty fucking weird. 
it is fairly fucking weird but for some reason it's like really like become whatever like, or it's yeah. become like very family friendly or whatever we love you tom kenny also the thing oh, with tom he's kenny <laughs> he's a king because first off he i hope he has a bag um really hope but like he also if you look at his old stand-up and shit girl he was weird as shit he was oh, yeah. like off the wall crazy. And it makes sense that he then became a big cow and then also became a, you know, um, a sponge. Like it I, makes total sense to me. I knew him from Mr. Show, like yes. the uh, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk sketch show. And like, uh-huh. it's so wild to watch that where it's like pretty oh, yeah. dark and gets like pretty raunchy. And then you're yes. just like, oh yeah, but he's SpongeBob. And you're just like, but he strange. is SpongeBob. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. Um, And also what's great about Rocket's Modern Life too. Um, shout out scott from movies that made us gay he has a tattoo of rocco somewhere on his body love that for him but uh also love the fact that joe murphy uh joe murray is not a creep uh not not uh, yeah he's not a not creep the normal which is nickelodeon great. <laughs> like because formula. fucking fucking john chris felusi can die in a literal drug garbage can um he's disgusting i don't care for ren and stimpy because i don't give a shit i don't think it's that good whatever i, li- I liked ren and stimpy <laughs> when i was like 10 yeah and then but like, like nah like a couple years ago i think it all came to streaming at some point and i was like yeah i haven't seen this since i was a kid let's see how this works and i was sure, like right kind of brutal <laughs> this is brutal and it's not as good as rocker's modern life fuck this no. shit <laughs> like it's so good like no, but, Ro- rocko yeah. rocks because there's like a it's oh extra weird but it's also it's like adult in a kid's way as opposed to where like yes. Ren and Stimpy's like an adult and like it's adult in like an adult's way like you watch yes. that now and you're like how did this make it to like Nickelodeon? Yeah, no, it's so true. And like the thing with it is too, is that like Rocco's just so lovable. And I, oh my God, like all of those people are so lovable. Just like all of those characters are amazing. Joe yeah. Murray, like, came out of the abuse from John Chris Felusi and like was able to make something so cool. And I'm so happy for him. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, also like having these like kind of weird, this weird shit, but then also like, having like technically like the big heads uh previous son transitioned into a woman you know and that's canon in the static cling movie like you know or having like i don't know having like those lizards that didn't wear pants and like they were (laughs) definitely gay kind of like you know what i mean like these people who i'm just like you were doing some weird shit but i'm here for it like yeah, let's was, do it there's a bunch of stuff and especially at rocco where it's like yeah. you watch it now and you're like well this was like way over my head as a kid because i had no right. idea what this like subtext was right no it totally kind of rules um, because i feel like there's a yeah. lot of people that are like grew up with that they were like yeah that yeah. was like a thing that like i related to these characters and it made sense mm-hmm. because like now that i'm like openly queer like i yeah. understand why these characters were like my favorite yeah no totally oh i love that anyway go watch the orange years everybody it's on hulu it's very interesting and really good i I haven't gotten around to that yet i've heard it's really good it's pretty good you get to learn about just like the background of some of this like nickelodeon shit and they also do talk about you can't do that on television so that was made for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so we'll go over some you know basic uh production history i don't have much of it but we'll just go over like some of the history of Ernest and also like how this movie came to be i'm sure you have some notes to give of like here's what happened or whatever um and then talk about like the characters the plot what we like about it all that kind of shit because i just watched this on youtube so go watch it on youtube for free (laughs) it's also like if you have a library card you watch on like hoopla they're like streaming app with like through the library oh yeah 
Hell yeah, or Canopy, probably. You probably find yeah. it there, too. Um, but anyway, so, um, but yeah, this was released, and also it's spooky season, everybody, so you're hearing this right in the middle of October. But this was uh, released uh, October 11th of 1991. Yeah, 91 minutes, so it gets in, gets out. We love that. Um, Buena Vista yeah. Pictures, distributed. I, I feel like one of the things that like really works for these movies, they're all like a tight 80 or 90 minutes. It's good, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, get in, get out. Like, don't be spend, don't be wasting my time with this. We know what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we we're don't need out. like Judd Apatow two hour comedy. We really don't. Ernest. I I really don't. Um, yeah, but Buena Vista Pictures did this, so that was the people who brought us Stormy Michelle. They brought us like all these other fucking you know like movies, pretty much. Uh, and that was an arm of Disney. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then nine point six million dollar budget or so, which. You know, it's fair for movie budget, I guess. It's not too low budget, but it's like, I guess. It's, like, it, it's kind of amazing to look at that budget and like, it's like what the, like the effects of this movie, like hold up. Mm-hmm. Like the trolls look pretty great. Yeah. For like, do. you know, like, I feel like you make this now. They're going to be like, oh, we need at least $70 million for this. Oh, completely. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't you just get the you get the people from killer clowns and they're just gonna yeah. come in and do it it's fine just reuse some of the clowns just spray <laughs> paint them brown exactly <laughs> and then there you go right uh but yeah so opening weekend rank uh for this was uh, at number four because this was the last earnest movie to go to theaters so yeah. um it was about four million four hundred fifty three thousand one hundred thirty two dollars was the opening gross, and then domestically because this was not released internationally because why would it be? But whatever, it's a very American thing. Uh, but we're looking at about fourteen million one hundred forty three thousand two hundred eighty dollars. So again, it didn't make much of a profit for uh, Buena Vista, and in you know because of that, because it was kind of an abject quote failure like that's probably why a lot of this stuff became straight to dvd direct to video stuff that's how it works um yeah but we're looking at a 17 percent on rotten tomatoes only with six reviews though so those reviewers were hating i mean i'll say i'll say on letterbox it's sitting at a 2.9 which feels correct that feels very correct. You just, you did my job for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, and then 51% from um, users, uh, about 25,000 ratings. So, I mean, there are people who at least like this probably because of nostalgia um, and all that kind of stuff. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, with this particular like movie and just the series of Ernest, we got to talk a little bit about a gentleman by the name of John Cherry, who is now since passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but he pretty much created this character. So, I mean, the baseline idea of Ernest, it came from this guy, John Cherry, who I guess was from or lived in Nashville, Tennessee. And he, like, pretty much like had an ad agency, if I'm not mistaken, um, or something. He worked in that industry. Yeah, I like so John Cherry is an interesting character because yeah. like he wrote a book called Keeper Keeper of the Clown, I think is the title mm-hmm. that I haven't read because I've heard it's kind of maybe not super accurate, right? And it's all about like creating the Ernest character and working with Jim Varney and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like I don't know, I don't know a lot about him because I haven't actually read the book. Mm-hmm. But, like, from what I've gathered from, like, listening to other podcasts, it just seems like, yeah, like, he just had this idea to do these, like, ads that, like, 
right some some reason took off especially regionally but then like nationally with this character yeah according to his little wikipedia page so take it with a grain of salt but apparently (laughs) he was the executive vice president and co-namesake of nashville-based advertising agency cardin and cherry and so he really just based this character off of a guy who worked for his dad who uh cherry said that he thought he knew everything but didn't know anything um (laughs) so that makes sense and then really he ended up like i guess meeting jim varney i don't know how they met exactly because Jim Varney as a person, you know, he started off as a serious actor, really, um, if we had to say. I mean, he yeah, oh, he's Jim, from Kentucky. So there yeah, we go. Jim, Jim Varney spent like his entire career after Ernest took off trying to be like, you know, like a quote unquote real actor mm-hmm. where he wanted to do like serious roles and like just got typecast at like yeah. to the point where like he didn't really get to like kind of show the chops he really had in a lot of things. And, you know, then he like passed away in, I think 99. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something like Um, that. And so like, it's kind of a bummer because there's things you can watch like clips of him on YouTube where people posted where he's done like Mm -hmm. monologues. He was actually like a pretty decent, like country singer. Like there's footage of him on like country, the music shows in like the late, like maybe late seventies, early eighties. Um, like the grand old Opry with like Dolly Parton and stuff. Yeah. I forget. Like, uh, so, so <laughs> some of that stuff I've only seen like once there's a, there's a podcast called the importance of seeing Ernest. Mm-hmm. And I think they are the Ernest P Laurel preservation society now. Right. And they've, they like uncovered like a pretty decent amount of that stuff. And like, kind of brought it to sort of public attention. Right. right. And it's all like pretty interesting. And it's kind of a bummer. Cause like, even in like like Ernest Scared Stupid, I feel like is a pretty good example that shows like a good portion of his range when it comes mm-hmm. to like still doing it as the Ernest character, but like yeah. there's like some emotion in it from him. There's like him obviously being scared stupid. There's yes, yes. like I think one of the funniest moments to me still in this movie. Like, I don't know, like he he somebody had range that I feel like it's really unfortunate that didn't get to put that out in the world as much as he should have. Yeah, agreed. I I think like he seems like such a good actor and like the fact that yes, he was able to make a career off of being earnest and that did well for him. But like also it's that weird thing where. I mean, like, this is, this is like the, you know, whatever, but like, it's kind of the granddaddy of commercial character gone right. Imagine this happening to Flo from Progressive or <laughs> fucking Jake from State Farm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I that mean, is literally earnest. They, like, they, they tried. There, do you remember those, like, oh, fuck, I can't remember what, like, the commercials were for. I feel like it was some caveman people where they had a TV show for five episodes or something like Nick Kroll was in and like they try, they've tried since to do that characters. And like, I feel like Ernest is the only one that really sort of like stuck around. Yeah. I mean, like really, like, I think it was just that apparently they were uh, doing a commercial. uh, The first time Ernest showed up was doing the commercial for a place called uh, Beach Bend Park, which is in Kentucky, which, of course, he's from. Um, And so, like, that probably was just like they found him. He was really talented. He was a stand up. So he went out and 
because this is what you did back in the day when you were an actor is that even if you weren't local to LA, sometimes you would just go to LA for like a month and you'd be like, Hey, let me go stay with a friend of mine who has this or kind of try to like make it or whatever. And that was plenty of people's journeys. Um, Cause apparently he, apparently he worked at the comedy store before and you know, like worked with Robin Williams before, like they knew each other, you know, which would make total sense in a way. But yeah, I mean, just the fact that he didn't hit the same stardom maybe, but I think in his own right though, because I think there are a lot of people who look at Jim Varney and they're like, wow, he's really fucking talented. Maybe he didn't reach the same heights, but who cares? I think, I think a lot of people, regardless of what they think about, like the movies overall, I think it's like, it's impossible to be like, well, Jim Varney's like, doesn't have talent like he's he's like as from like a comedic standpoint he's got like pretty great like instincts and like like absolutely the scene when the dumpster lid falls on his hand and he does the double take is like to this day makes me like blurt out laughing it's so good (laughs) it's so good like some of these things it's just like slapstick as hell and i really appreciate that yeah um and yeah i mean you know Ernest is probably like his most big thing because he was in the I don't think it was apparently very good. He was in the live action Beverly Hillbillies movie that was uh, right before the Brady Bunch movie, um, you know, so like, but I don't think that did very well, apparently. No, so like, I, you I, know, I back that movie. It's fun. It's not like, <laughs> right. It's not nowhere. It's not anywhere near as good as like those Brady Bunch ones. Right. Or like maybe but, Adam's family values or something. Right. Yeah. But, like it, it, yeah. it takes it a little too seriously and just trying to do like a real like Beverly Hillbillies sort of yeah. like quote unquote like remake as yeah. opposed to like the Brady Bunch one is blatantly like poking fun. Completely. At. Like, oh, but, I covered those movies and yes, <laughs> camp. Like he's great in it. Diedrich yeah. Bader's really good in it as well. I love that. Like, but it's just one of those things where it's like they're trying to make an actual Beverly Hillbillies movie as opposed mm-hmm. to like making it campy. So oh, like no, it totally. does it, it falls flat on like that aspect, but I, I I back it. If like you could watch it, I'd say watch it. He's really good in it. Oh yeah, no, totally. And like I said, I think abjectly, like, oh, because people say that those Brady Bunch movies are horrible. I'm like, you don't have taste or class, like <laughs> at all, if you think that, but yeah, I, I'd maybe give it a shot. I didn't really grow up with the Beverly Hillbillies, so I don't really. Yeah, I've, it, I've seen maybe like three episodes of like. Listen, ever. if Jim Varney hadn't been in it, I would have had zero yeah. interest. I, I understand that. Yes, and also like, listen, I'm sure it is better than that monsters that came out <laughs> from Rob Zombie because I yeah, tried. That shit is terrible. <laughs> I tried watching that and I couldn't do it, Nathan. I couldn't. I do am. It. I am not a Rob Zombie movie fan. And, but I, I still end up seeing them all for some he reason. Was, girl, he was, he maybe was like, I think the two movies he did good were, I guess, House of a Thousand Corpses. That was fun. And then also, because I'm a horror head too, of course, but like, that was fun. And then I guess Devil's Rejects is cool, but like, I, Devil's a lot of Rejects, after that, I'm like, what? I haven't, I haven't watched it in years. I'd say that's probably like the one that probably holds up the best. Sure. And I have a soft spot for his Halloween two solely because it's fucking weird. And I, (laughs) I, I respect the swing of him making that extra weird movie, but I'm not going to say it's good. (laughs) Right. I mean, like they're just running around in like Rocky horror outfits. Bria Grant is there. It's a whole thing. Y'all. I I don't know, man. It's weird as shit. But anyway, that monsters movie is brutally bad and i'm baffled by the people like this is so fun i was like how why what are you talking about like i I can't 
Yeah. I can't, I can't do it. That'll be a four-hour podcast if we start talking about that movie. <laughs> oh, God, I can't. Well, hey, you know, if I make a Patreon or something, maybe I could throw it on there. It's fine. But no, it's just like, it's crazy. Anyway, but yeah. So it's a little bit about Ernest, though. But yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it really is like this commercial character did well. And you even see that with like the guy from the progressive, or not progressive, um, the car insurance commercials. And he was in that movie, No Exit. You know what I'm talking about? That guy. Is um, it the guy from like the uh the dude who's in on 30 Rock? I think so, yeah. Like he, he he's, plays the the, from, he's like the guy that plays all he's like, ah, oh, I'm like your car's left blinker and like causes accidents and shit or whatever. No, not that guy. Oh, oh that guy, guy is different. No. Yeah. Okay. No, Maybe this that, guy. No oh, Dennis Haybert. Yes, that's oh, who yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. Wow. He's in major <laughs> league. Yeah, way too um, exhale. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yes, he is the guy who has been making his bag with, you know, being a commercial person now. But he also had an actual, like, he's had a film yeah. career. Um, he's Allstate. He's the guy from Allstate. Allstate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, what is it? Like, Geico doesn't have any fun, like, fucking shit or whatever. Except that little I'm, gecko. He I'm fucking amazed that, like, there was never a, I'm sure there was. There's was probably a pitch that, never took off but like the geico lizard as a tv show oh my god like that'd be ridiculous but it you would know make what? more sense than the caveman but like that's true that's very true i guarantee there i, I there 100 at some point was probably a pitch that just didn't land but i'm amazed there wasn't like a pilot or something made i know right like something you could find oh my god anyway but yeah so i mean but it, it, but you see that with like some people like they get pigeonholed like what will stephanie courtney do after flow dries up you know what i mean yeah. it's like I don't know, but she'll probably be fine. But like, that's what people, it's like that the girl from AT&T who's actually an actress, like, and she's just made her bag with like the AT&T money. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that like, <laughs> there was supposed to be like a live action, like Marvel squirrel girl movie that like uh-huh. she was attached to play and yeah. it got like canceled and stuff. And I was like, Oh, she's, I didn't realize she was like a real actress. No, she's like a real actress. I don't know her name. I'm so sorry, yeah. Allstate girl. But like, yeah, no, that's yeah, totally fair. But anyway, so I mean, this movie, like, in terms of production history, though, I mean, let me see if I found. I really didn't find much of it. Yeah, I mean, really, not, when it comes down to it, like, yeah, there, there's not like a whole lot. Like, it's not like this. Was, it wasn't like a troubled production. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that. It's just a movie that got made. So there's not like a lot of like real interesting details like going into the making of it outside of like the Kyoto's brothers from like killer clowns mm-hmm. in outer space did like all the trolls included. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, like one of the trolls is literally just one of the clowns, like just right. all like just painted a different color. <laughs> Cause they had, to, they, they, they run a budget and yeah. you know, listen, hey, uh, they made yeah. It work. yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, the big, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Th- this is like the only earnest movie with like, a star in it that was already a star with like Eartha Kitt. Mm-hmm. Like there's ones like, I think, um, I think it's Ernest goes to school that like Sarah chalk from scrub and like Roseanne um, is in it. Will Sasso is in it and, like, well love. before his like, you know, mad TV mm-hmm. time. And so there's like people that were in that later on become like mm-hmm. notable names but I think this is the only one that like has somebody like that, like Eartha Kit being in right. it, that kind of like lent it a little bit more credibility, I think, with people. 
depending on who you ask i guess with you know batman 66 fans (laughs) exactly and like also just people being fans of eartha kit because eartha kit's great yeah Um, she's so good in this she's so good like she's ridiculous and i love her oh my god just her with her flamethrower is me every (laughs) single day Uh, her with the giant can opener literally like like, (laughs) fucking so good oh my god (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's a little bit about Ernest. But I mean, yeah, they they really like found these like they found a little niche with him making commercials, and then they were like, "Hey, let's make a fucking movie, dude!" And they did. So yeah. this is the fourth one. Um, like you said, there were the other ones: Saves Christmas, Ghost of um, Camp, uh, all those other ones. Um, so this is I'm just gonna really say there. this is technically the fifth one because there was a movie oh, in, between, right. in between the commercials and in between Ernest Goes to Camp called Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam, which you can also find on YouTube, everybody, which is incredible. The YouTube rip <laughs> kind of sucks. It looks like shit because I don't I know it's made it to DVD, but it was in like this one very rare like box set of Ernest right, things. Right. It's like three hundred dollars if you want exactly now, but that was made as a separate movie that once mm-hmm. Ernest took off, they went back and added Ernest as like a interstitial character yeah, into yeah. it. Now as canon, that's the first Ernest movie. And then it's mm-hmm. camp, Christmas, jail, then this. Yes. Then I think Splash Mountain is after this, something like that. Yeah, I think Splash Mountain's around this. Yeah, yeah, Splash right. Mountain is like either right before or right after this, because it's like right. they're obviously still working with Disney. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally, totally. But yeah, so the writers of this were Charlie Gale and Coke Sams, um, who really, the only things they really have done are the other Ernest yeah. movies. They didn't really do a whole lot else, you know. I, say, I think um, Coke Sams is the only one that's directed an Ernest movie outside of John Cherry. That's correct, yeah. Um, also, the composer, we have Bruce Arnston and Kirby um, Shuster. Shellstad. Um, they also did the Ernest movies. It's really what they've been known for. Now, this is where we get to be um a little bit different. So we got the cinematographer Hanena Bear. Okay, so that's who like shot this movie. And uh, I thought this was kind of fun. He is the same person, he, she, they, whatever. Um, they are the same person who shot Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. So yeah, fun time. Which makes sense because they both they both yeah. have like a similar feel. Really well made TV movie feels. Yeah. And like they like Ernest has like got a like the all of the movies has a very like in your face look to them. Yeah. But this one does a lot of the like kind of relating it back to like Batman 66. Like there's like the Dutch angles in them and mm-hmm. like very weird, like weird maybe not the right word but very kind of like deliberate and like strange camera angle choices going on in some of this and like it may it makes sense when you watch this especially backed with elvira mistress of the dark you're like yeah Mm -hmm. i see this i see how like the same person filming this completely he also did electric two uh he did uh breaking two electric boogaloo as well it looks like he worked a lot with um oh shit canon films yeah because like masters the universe live action movie ninja three the domination assassination with uh charles bronson like break into and the first break in like i think all of those are canon films think so too so that's that and then the editor of this um he actually has had like a really interesting career because um he has so he edited two i have not seen them so i don't know if they're bangers or not but he has edited two different decoms johnny tsunami and motocrossed fun times but he also as a, a assistant editor he did uh raging bull 
Cat People with uh, Malcolm McDowell. Oh, Cat People rocks. Yeah. The Goonies, he also helped edit. And then also uh, The Color Purple. Like, so Craig Bassett um, is the guy who did this. And yeah, he was an assistant editor on these big ass movies where he probably cut his teeth and then was like, this is what else I'm going to go edit. <laughs> Being yeah, the main it looks like on it. It looks like he's fallen into the uh, like Hallmark and Sci Fi channel. Honestly, though, uh, love movie. that for him. Well, I, yeah, I, we had uh, Misty Tally on the podcast who does oh, both her. of those. And like, she was like, hey, it's like, it's fast work. Like, a lot of that stuff is done yes. in like two weeks, but she's like, it's, it's good work. Especially if you no, fall into that and no. they like you and you can like produce the content they want. Like, you're, how do you set. think? Yeah, exactly. How do you think David Dakota literally pays anything? <laughs> because literally he just has made the lifetime. I hope he's made a lifetime bag too. I really hope yeah. so. Um, because giving us something like sorority babes, like what the fuck? But yeah. you know what? Okay, fine, whatever. Uh also Misty Tally, uh icon legend star of the not the star of, but she's the director of the one and only Santa Jaws, which yeah. oh don't worry. The best it's Christmas coming. movie. <laughs> It is coming. I, oh, it's coming. I, I, anytime anyone's like, what's like, what's the best shark movie? I'm like, I'm, you know, sure, it's Jaws. Really, it's Santa Jaws. No, it's really just Santa Jaws. Like, <laughs> I could give a fuck less about that other shark, but that little, that little female feminist little shark with her little hat on. Her, her, her other shark movies, um, Mississippi River Shark, Zombie Shark, and Ozark Sharks are all pretty great too all bangers oh god maybe i need to watch this i know cassie Steele is in one of them i know like she might be in multiple of them who knows but yeah i, I think she's remember. in mississippi river shark yeah because they, they they reuse a lot of especially like i feel like mississippi river shark and ozark shark were shot like back to back or some shit also like this is the same movie these are the sa- zombie shark or one of those things the same one who has jason london playing a version of himself oh yeah fuck? which one is that that is like oh my god it's either mississippi river shark or it is one of these things i don't fucking know i know what, but uh, I, th- I think it's it has to be zombie shark maybe i think it he's is in, he's yeah. in that one uh, i remember good f- talking about that but uh yeah yeah it looks like it has to be zombie shark it's i think also- it has to be zombie shark oh, but no, he's, he's in mississippi river sharks too no yeah, yeah mississippi yeah. river sharks is the one he plays himself yeah, he plays he, himself in it Ridiculous. that's the one that has cassie steel in it love that uh god from tu wong fu to mississippi river shark i mean good for you <laughs> like really hey. hey listen you know when i watched tu wong fu for the first time like this summer oh oh my god nathan what did you think it's it's fine i i really was hoping it was going to be like a straight up like uh like sort of like jay and silent bob strike back like road movie where they're like constantly on the move and so once they got to the town i was kind of like oh so this just like the these outsiders like change the change this town which i was like it's it works for what it is but i was like really like hoping for this like wacky road comedy it it is not the wacky road comedy unfortunately but practice is there it's it's like all three of them are fucking great in it oh john uh, leguizamo is killing it 
Oh my God. Like really. And you'll have heard this on my episode about it. Cause I will have, this will be recorded. Well, this is recorded before I actually record it, but whatever. Um, I fucking love that movie. Cause I think they give a whole lot of respect to the art of drag and drag. Yeah. Queens. I, I, I think, like, I, I think I put it off watching it. Cause I was just like, Oh, a 90s movie about drag. There's no way this isn't problematic as fuck. <laughs> and, and like, like they completely it, isn't. They, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I remember watching it and I was like, well, it's very blatantly like Wesley Snipes and like, they're not great with their makeup and shit, right. but it was the nineties. So like, whatever. <laughs> right. Right. And just the marketing of that movie where it was like these action stars, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then like, whatever, but then soccer Channing's there and fucking Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow's mom's there. Like, what is this movie? Yeah. The movie's like, it's really good. It was just a thing where I'm like watching great. it. And I was like, man, I wish this would have been like a road I movie know. instead, but I wish it, you, it totally works. I w- I wish it took a little bit of a, yeah, but uh, have you ever seen Priscilla ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like to me, like I used to say like, you know, oh, I like Priscilla a little bit more than Tuong Fu. Now I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know what? They both have their nice little merits. I will say that, well, they both have their little problematic things because you do have Chris Penn um, saying uh, a slur for Hispanic people and also using the N word, weirdly enough, uh, <laughs> kind of odd. Um, Unsurprising unsurprising but you know besides that everything else is great but then in priscilla unfortunately you do have the thing of i mean they see they say the t-slur like one time in a song or whatever but you can get into the whole like you know oh like the asian wife like what does that represent of and then also like the fact that they dead name um bernadette's character yeah, oh, yeah. like they dead name her in the n- movie and all that kind of stuff so, you know, but whatever I, uh I, I, I... I feel like going like when you watch any sort of remotely like comedic movie from like the 80s or 90s Mm-hmm. like you're you're doing pretty well if you're getting away with like a slur as opposed oh, to yeah. like multiple <laughs> oh completely no like seriously and if you're gonna watch this you have to think of when it was done and yeah you know all that and it wasn't right back then but you know oh what? believe you me believe you me not that you would cover it on your show because these are fantastic movies that you both uh me and you both love of the bill and ted movies but oh, yeah. Yeah. like i mean those movies like they want to get into the whole thing of like using the the term fag or whatever but i'm just like but like those movies are still so good where i'm just like i don't care but the fact that apparently both keanu reeves and alex winter have said like hey look this wasn't right at the time and if it affects you as if it affects your viewing like of this movie that's completely fair and valid but you know at least you have a content warning to show that like hey maybe if you don't like that kind of language maybe you don't if it affects you maybe don't watch it but like also it wasn't right back then either yeah so if they actually did say that and it wasn't just somebody making it up um then i appreciate that and i I really do think they've said that yeah i know specifically like because like keanu reeves doesn't have it seems like any social media whatsoever but alex winters was pretty like pretty active on twitter and then now i think just on blue sky maybe Mm -hmm. instagram but like Probably people maybe. like ask him and like he like responds to a lot of shit. He seems like a genuine, genuinely like great dude. No, seriously. And like, I, yeah, he's so good. Like, you and, know, obviously like, you covered Freaked, I believe, and yeah, all that. But yeah, like, were you gonna he, say? like, I was gonna say, like, going back to like the Bill and Ted thing, it's like, it's also like, like, yeah, it's not, not at all good that like that slur is in there. 
Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those things that like you watch it now and it's like a pretty accurate portrayal of like generally like metalhead dudes, especially at mm-hmm. that time. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, well, like, yeah. you know, I hate that it's in here, but also like this is what this shit was like. It still is right. somebody who's in the metal community. It's not like it's gotten better. Yeah, yeah no. And and for me, at least, like, I don't mind throwing that term around because I am a gigantic homo. But like, you know, but I understand it's not for everybody and whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah. even even that, though, where I'm just like, yeah, but even when they say that in the first movie, they hugged each other because they thought that one of them died. And that's what <laughs> they say, because they hug each other. And then they're just like, you know, they kind of like recoil or whatever. Yeah. And that is actually funny to me like or or like can't hardly wait has that have you seen that movie yeah but i haven't seen it probably since it came out so there was the thing where mike dexter the the peter facinelli guy he is being like an asshole to jennifer love hewitt and then he like kind of embarrasses himself in the um at the party or whatever and then she like walks away from him and then he's like trying to like be all macho but then somebody just like yells out the term fag and it's just like very funny to me where I'm just like, it was this thing of like, yes, it may have not been great, but like that moment to me was funny because it's like, yeah, no, he's an asshole and somebody is like making fun of him in a way. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's what it was in the nineties. I get yeah. it. It's not great, but that was funny to me where I was like, oh no, that's, he kind of deserved that. Cause he was an asshole. I recently I watched, Black I promise Sheep. we're going to talk about Ernest yeah. at some point. <laughs> I recently had watched like black sheep. Cause I had like a, a point where I was like, I might, I'm going to like go back and revisit like all of those, like SNL related, yeah. like comedies. Cause I haven't seen any of them since the nineties. Oh, right. Right. And then like, they're like, you know, some of them are like, God damn, this does not hold up on like any aspect. Yeah. But like, I, I like I got to Black Sheep and I was like, all right, there's no way there's not like something horrible in this, and it like <laughs> was surprisingly kind of wholesome. Oh, I love from that. what I remember, as opposed to where then you get to like uh, you know like uh, this isn't like an SNL related one, but then you get into like any of the late '90s like American Pie stuff, and you're just like, god damn, this is just like a minefield of fucking terrible stuff. <laughs> mm, yeah, no, you uh, yeah, those American Pie movies, I. God, some of the yeah, American I, Union is so bad. Like that real is so bad. Bleak period for American comedies. Oh my god! Like no, like the first one is like maybe because like Mina Savari's there and like you know Allison Hannigan's there. That's cruel. But like and American Pie, American Pie and American Pie Two, I kind of love. Like I kind of enjoy those. Like in a weird way. I haven't seen American Wedding in a minute, but I mean, it's probably all right, maybe. But American Reunion is so terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> it imagine. is It is so bad. Um, and they put Nat- Natasha Lyonne in there at the end, kind of, sort of. It's a whole, oh, God, it's so bad. And then Girls Rule apparently was really bad. I tried watching that. That did not work. Introducing Barry Bostwick. Are you fucking kidding me? That's Brad. I mean... <laughs> I, anyway, sorry. Yeah, Off the, on a you know, the, the the first movie Barry Boswick did that movie. Oh yeah, the first one he ever did, like completely. <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Anyway, sorry, but yeah. So I mean, with back to Ernest, get stupid though. So obviously Jim Varney is like our lead actor. Um, he's been in everything uh with Ernest but he also did a uh, Toy Story of course uh posthumously he was in Atlantis the Last Empire which I have not seen but I have on my list to watch I think it'd be really cool I want to see what he did uh and then Eartha Kitt uh, as you said is from Batman from the 60s playing Catwoman uh, the Kitt. but then also in Harriet the Spy love that 
She plays one of the weird oh, ones yeah, that she isn't uh, Harriet the Spy. She isn't Harriet the Spy because she's one of the people that Harriet spies on. Love that. And then she's also in the Emperor's New Groove and Holes. So again, had a nice little thing with Disney. Also, and then highly, highly recommend uh, the movie Friday <laughs> Foster. She's in like a uh, what seventies black exploitation movie. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I love that. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, she's go. really good in that. And then Shay uh, Astar, who plays what's the chick's name in this little girl? Elizabeth. Elizabeth, there you go. Um, she was in Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> we were talking a little bit because I just Instagram message you every so often. And I was like, you know, she was in I Know Who Killed Me with Lindsay Lohan. You were like, I don't think I have the patience to watch that <laughs> film. <laughs> I was like, you're no fun. Okay, whatever. I don't like every <laughs> once in a while. There's like a movie where I'm like that, like people will recommend that. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it. I, ha- I think I would have to watch it first to be like, I don't know if this will work on the podcast or not. But like. It just seems like I'm going to get like 30 minutes into it, but like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's kind of Giallo-esque kind of from what I hear. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's what I've, I've heard people say that, but I'm like, but worse, something, something about that movie. Just like, I feel like people are like, no, you don't get it. Like it's, it's so bad. It's good. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't always work for me. So right. I don't know. I'll get it, to, I'll watch it at some point and see. <laughs> yeah. And she's also, uh, this girl's also in All Cheerleaders Die, which I have not actually finished or watched. That's a Lucky um, McKee movie, I think. I believe it is. Yeah, he co-directed that. I've seen it. I don't remember a lot about it. I remember being like, fine. It's like a like horror comedy. So like, it was whatever. I don't, I, I, I could probably swayed either way on yeah i think i turned it off at some point i was like i don't know if i can do it but you know whatever it's fine but yeah so i mean other little fun things so obviously like i would venture to say that the casting director of this movie obviously was a casting director for disney so like uh i guess because both of the leads in this movie which are really just jim varney and um eartha kit i guess they did good enough where uh she then also cast eartha kit as yzma which is one of her most well-known things she's ever done from the emperor's new groove and also jim varney in toy story so you know that helps that she also cast this movie because it was her job too (laughs) i i I honestly feel like if jim varney was still alive he would have like a thriving voice acting career he absolutely would yeah 100 um oh. also i love the fact that he and apparently a good friend of his um i almost called him chet hunter but he is not chet hunter his name is blake <laughs> clark um so that's sean's dad from boy meets world uh the oh, guy okay. blake yeah, yeah, clark yeah. he uh was very good friends with jim varney and took over for slinky dog after jim varney passed away so it's nice to have that at least like you know but if you ever watch boy meets world if you ever seen sean's dad he's yeah, the one yeah, that talks yeah. like this about. you know yeah. all that that and checks could, out that checks out with like him and jim varney have a yeah. similar voice like, i could absolutely see them being friends too oh completely yeah i could have seen jim varney on like what the um the home improvement show like that could have worked <laughs> that would have made sense yeah you know? that, like that honestly probably would have made sense no that would have made total sense like i he could have absolutely i mean tim allen's trash but like yeah. you know like but whatever fine um hey get that money while you can get that uh, money from there like if you're like a like an actor trying you know struggling to make it and they're like hey come on like i I know the show's on the air i air anymore but like two and a half men like fuck it go do it how do you think melanie linsky made a little career she's on that show hell yeah yeah. good for her (laughs) like 
Yeah, as you said, the Kyoto Brothers are the people who did the effects on this. They are the ones who also did Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which even just the song of that is like a banger. Like, oh, yeah, so that movie's so good. It's so good. It has um, Christopher Titus in it in a small little role. Really yeah. random as shit. Uh, I love that, though. Uh, uh, one of the funny things, well, I guess not necessarily funny, but like Austin Nagler, yeah. the, uh, who plays Kenny, like the the main kid in the movie. Uh-huh. This is the only acting role he ever did because he got made fun of relentlessly for a scene yeah. where he like kisses Elizabeth on the cheek and he quit right? acting because of it. And I'm like, brutal, brutal. <laughs> like, but it's not oh, like he's yeah. like a fucking amazing actor in this, but he's fine. Right. And it's just like he's, the fact yeah. that like he went back to school and everyone made fun of him for kissing a girl on the cheek that he quit acting. <laughs> right. It's like brutal, dude. Like, that's crazy. But also yeah. like, you know what? Like. That's fair. If you can't handle that, maybe if you yeah. can't handle being ridiculed for it, like maybe you shouldn't be in the industry. Like might not be the best thing to stay around because you think that's bad. You'll have way worse if you stay. In. Also, like <laughs> I feel point. like I feel like I would go to like reunions now or whatever and be like, people do fucking podcasts on this movie. I'm in. What is your life? You're a I know, right? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like look at all of this. <laughs> look at these people <laughs> who listen to my stupid show. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, I mean, yeah, no, it's uh oh my god. Thank God I yeah, I would not do that. Um, because that would that sounds awful though. But anyway, no, um, yeah, but that's only a little bit about that. But I mean, I guess if you had to explain or if you had to summarize this movie, I could go through like a plot summary on like with like Wikipedia or some shit. But if you had to explain what this movie is to so somebody who's never seen it before, uh, how would you how would you describe this movie? How what would you say it's about? <laughs> um, I mean, without getting into the entire thing of like who Ernest is as a character, it's essentially right. Ernest fighting trolls because there's a curse on his bloodline is <laughs> mm-hmm. the easiest thing. It's like, you know, Ernest and some kids tackling some trolls uh, in yeah. weird and yeah. funny ways. And like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I think, I think the plot is just basic enough that like, it's, it literally is. It's just Ernest fights some trolls and like it, it leaves enough room for them to do weird stuff. Like the cutaways uh-huh. of Ernest doing like the characters Yes. Like you get, so, you know, like the, you get like enough interaction with the kids that it builds them as characters without like pulling away from Jim Varney as like the main mm-hmm. star of the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Ernest, Ernest, some kids, uh, rim shot being the coolest and they all fight some trolls. Yes. Hell yeah. That's pretty <laughs> much what it's about. I mean, like generally, I mean like the basic, yeah, totally. Like that, that makes total sense. I mean, the basic plot is that, Ernest P. Worrell, who is uh, in Briarsville, uh, they're in Kentucky. Where are they at again? Uh, Missouri, Missouri. Yeah. So every movie, he's in a different town. He has a different job. There's different kids. Like, there's never yeah. any like any recurring characters other than Chuck and Bobby. But it's Tom and mm-hmm. Bobby in this one who are like the the salesmen in this. Yes. I think Tom is only in this one. The rest of them is usually like Chuck and Bobby, where it's like a different actor. Mm-hmm with yeah. bobby but other than that like there's never like none of them have reoccurring characters or like different different job every single time different town yeah. every single time and yeah i was <laughs> wondering about that actually too because now that you mentioned that i was like wait so like did these kids know Ernest already like were they in the other movies but then <laughs> i was like no oh backstory. okay never mind <laughs> you <laughs> no. just kind of get like thrown into a 
a world and you just kind of go with it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I, I think mean, rim, shot, yeah. rim shot is in this and jail. That might be like the yes. only sort of connection. Absolutely. To yeah. like any I of mean, the other movies. Yeah. And then some of his characters he does like Aunt Nelda. Yeah, uh, Auntie Nelda. Like a bunny. I think he's done everything. before. Yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. So he's done a couple of those different ones. Also, we will say too, I mean, this was the 80s and 90s everybody so uh there is some weird brown blackish face in some of these movies mongolian so yeah take that with a grain you know take that with whatever because you know um i mean jim varney's still an icon we love him but anyway but yeah like it's not something worth sticking up for but it is like how we talked about earlier like bill ted it's like uh it's like time period you know yeah it's time period and i think we can all agree that like eh, this isn't the best look yeah. honestly yeah. <laughs> optics aren't great for that but whatever uh but yeah i mean Ernest is in like briarsville missouri and he's a garbage uh what does he call himself a sanitation engineer yeah something like that <laughs> something like this that is, this is the best job i think he has in any of them Oh, it seems like it. But he's like he's like a garbage truck driver, pretty much. And like he somehow or other like, yeah, pretty his, much like his his bloodline gets cursed. Like the movie opens with like a thing back in the like, day, whatever. Like it's I don't remember if they put like a time on screen or not, but it's like oh, it's a long like, time ago. Yeah. Oh, is that what it says? Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, pilgrim time or whatever it seems like right where they they capture this troll and they're going to like bury it and it like puts a curse mm-hmm. on the world bloodline right and to where every every world born is going to be dumber and dumber until you get to Ernest, who yes, yeah. accidentally unleashes this troll that eartha kit is like aware is going to happen right right and eartha kit's like the weird lady in the weird house or whatever and you, yeah. <laughs> like all of the weird trash sculptures in the front lawn iconic i also yeah. thought she was mrs hagmore and she's mrs hackmore yeah but hackmore. Hag- hagmore works too i like that i like yeah, that even I, better honestly it makes more sense but it makes more sense actually <laughs> but you know but yeah and then the, these kids like are also there too like this movie also has some weird dna with hocus pocus like just a little bit you know like and i'm not much of a hocus pocus person like i'm not like a huge like mm, you know but like it's fine it's perfectly okay but yeah just the fact of like it takes place on halloween partly there's like a halloween like dance that they do or like a little like um gala they call it when, so you know when did hocus pocus come out 1993 so this predates it by two years i could see this being like hey like this didn't mostly work but there's like something here like <laughs> yeah like we could we could probably do like a kid's like horror like halloween movie and yeah. that's the one that like took off pretty Although, much like, well i don't know if hocus really. pocus did well like yeah hocus pocus was like <laughs> another thing like this where it was like after the fact became like the cult icon oh, that it is oh completely because i also did an episode on it but i no, but it's totally true because that movie first off it was released in july let's start there <laughs> and then also like it was Perfect re-released for a, for a holiday i movie. know i know and then Octo- because they put all of their money they put a lot of stuff into the nightmare for christmas like, okay, because so they that came makes out sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, "Oh, well, they're banking on the kids, you know, being out of school and watching this." But it's like, bitch, it's about like witches. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But anyway, so they re-released it in October, apparently, but it didn't really save it very much. I, I talked about this too because, like, you know, the fact that they didn't have a premiere for this movie, which again wasn't like weird necessarily all the time in Hollywood, but like. 
when you think about a Disney, I'm like, yeah, Disney didn't do a premiere for this movie at all. Like they did do one for Hocus Pocus. Like, I don't know, not this movie, but like Hocus Pocus in general. Like, but I was like, yeah, no, this movie just it flopped. It made Bette Midler be like, what the fuck? Like my career is ruined. Like <laughs> legitimately. And then people found it. And now it's like, and now, you know, every October, the freeform channel just becomes the Hocus Pocus channel. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that movie's like. Like it's I've I don't think I've seen it since it came out. I'm not necessarily a fan, but I also like I said, I've watched it since it came out. But like yeah. all year round, if you follow like horror accounts or whatever, like they talk about that movie constantly. Oh, yeah. Like it's yeah. beloved. Totally is, and a bunch of queers like it, which is cool too. You know, I totally understand why. I get it. I- I've been to Disney and I saw the little show that they had, like at the Mickey's <laughs> Not So Scary thing. Like I've been there, I went there. So it was cool, but I was just like, but this is this is what this is. Like this is what we're there's we're obsessed about. Like there's a handful of movies like that that I feel like <laughs> overall, like the horror community is like, no, this is like a top five movie all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this? Like Like this though? Like this is what you're standing? Like yeah, I'm what? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Peggy Hill's in this movie, but yeah peggy hill is in this movie lovely (laughs) but like what are we what are we doing like what is this well that that also i think is like that's probably that would have probably came out at like a time where i was like yeah i'm not paying attention to this like disney shit anymore (laughs) right exactly like (laughs) exactly i have class and taste i'm gonna watch Ernest. okay yeah yeah i gotta gotta, gotta, i'm gonna watch this movie with a dog trapping somebody in a garbage truck instead uh, and also driving a car yeah i mean well i believe yeah. it i rib shot's a good enough actor i buy it exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah no, i mean like this movie is pretty much just that i mean it has like a sort of meandering plot but it is short so i do appreciate that it's not too meandering that bad uh you know it's it, oh god it's so weird but like it's, it's yeah it's like a, it's like a very basic plot but it le- it's got like some some like standout things in it that i mm-hmm. think have like at this point have like sort of permeated in like the horror community which is mm-hmm. like i feel like oh shit i can't remember how exactly the thing is but when he calls one of the trolls booger lips i feel like i see people reference <laughs> yes the, yeah. uh, eat me act and die when he thinks when he's like reading the <laughs> Mm-hmm. he's like reading the book and they're like oh like the thing that'll like defeat the trolls like m i blank k what could that be and he's like ah oh, authentic bulgarian meak yes <laughs> this <laughs> like is also the same the thing, scene like, this is also the same scene where eartha kid has her huge uh can, can opener, opener. <laughs> i have a hat like somewhere that i think maybe cavity colors put out that is just the Ernest Scared Stupid logo. And then the back above like the, the little latch thing for your hat. I don't know why the whatever term for it is not coming to me. It just says eat me whatever. or die. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I was I was I was going to say you it was going to have the little um, the can opener on it. That would have been great. No, been that's surf. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I love that. But uh, yeah, no, it's just like that. Like Miak. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, also, these trolls are killed by milk for some reason. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> just they're lactose intolerant it's fine <laughs> like it's just like this movie is out there so crazy but like the, the uh, scene when he goes to the convenience store and he's like buying snacks to go troll hunting and then the guy <laughs> the yes. trolls like behind him or whatever and like the, mm-hmm. the the clerk is like doing whatever like Ernest is like oh like charades like oh, i love charades and he's like trying right. to do what he's doing he just pulls out like a shotgun and blows it like right past 
fucking like <laughs> like Ernest's head or whatever, and like makes Ernest drop the chocolate milk and the the troll goes away. Oh, it's so good. So good. <laughs> it's very good. Like that was there's, very fun. There's something about like a dumb character that has like no situational awareness that like always works for me, and I feel like yeah, like Ernest is one of the ones that does it really well for me. And especially yeah. that scene where it's like the dude's pointing a gun right by him and he's just like still trying to like guess what the charades he's playing are. <laughs> yes, yes. No, like completely. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I, I can get into that as well, where I'm just like, when you play this kind of like dumb character and but you do it really well, though, like that's why for me, like um, not that they're dumb, but like Romy and Michelle work for me a lot because like it's not that they're dumb necessarily. It's just that they are very like, I don't know. They're like, fucking, they're just best friends. In, like in their own world while yes. shit is happening around them. Absolutely. Like that, that is for me where I'm just like, you know, they could be a little, and that's why Bill and Ted work for me. They're in their own little world. That's yeah. why I love those boys a lot because I'm just like, they're kind of dumb surfer guys, but not really. A lot of people think that they're stoners, but they're not. Like, you know, it's just like this weird shit where I'm just like, yeah, no, I can get into a character that is like dumb, but not like, I don't know. I like dumb characters, but yeah, same. they also end up doing something fun. Like, I like, have you ever seen the movie Dick with Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams? I don't think so. Uh, it's a good little movie. It's I think about, I know what um, you're talking about. Like, I could picture yeah. like the DVD cover, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's about the. It's pretty much a fictional retelling of Watergate and what happened there. And the dad from Clueless is Richard Nixon. And um, anyway, they play these two girls who end up being Deep Throat. Uh, they're like the informant because this is before we knew who Deep Throat was. But like that, there's all that thing. And they have been kind of said to be like dumb characters. But I'm like, yeah, but they're like supposed to be kind of dumb teenage girls, I guess, where they're focused on like things that 14 year old girls would be interested in or 15 year old girls would be interested in, you know what i mean like i, I don't I, know I, like I, I like that kind of a thing i kind of feel like there's a trope with dumb characters where it's like i feel like clueless is a good example maybe legally blonde a little bit where it's like mm-hmm. a character that's like so like supposed to be portrayed as dumb but they're actually yes. really smart as oh, opposed completely. to like when they do it with like say like take like Ernest, where it's like a like a male character where you're just like no they're mm-hmm. just dumb they have a good heart, right. but they're just dumb. <laughs> oh, no, totally. And I mean, you could also make the whole dumb and dumber thing like it's in the title. But it's yeah. like, I mean, I don't think that those I haven't seen those movies. So correct me if I'm wrong, if you've seen them. But like, I don't know if those movies have the same heart that I think something like Romy Michelle or like, a you know, like a Clueless or Legally Blonde yeah. has. I think I those movies it. have a little bit more heart than something like Dumb and Dumber have. Yeah, really. I I don't think I've seen Dumb and Dumber since probably the nineties and I can't imagine it holds up. Yeah, I don't I don't think I mean there may be some <laughs> people no who really find it funny. Right. There may be some people who think it's funny. It's on my watch list, but oh no, no, it's not on my watch list. Wayne's World is on my watch list. I don't Wayne's even know World what that holds is. up. Like, Wayne's World okay, I can't say for certain there's not like problematic shit in it, but as far probably. as like a comedy goes, Wayne's World One holds up. I haven't seen two in years, so I can't say two mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But like Wayne's World is kind of a banger. <laughs> okay. Ed, Ed O'Neill's in it 
as a like this guy that just like works at this donut shop they go to and he's so good oh i i bet like yeah no it sounds great yeah but i mean yeah so i mean that's like the plot pretty much is that Ernest is fighting some trolls and he has some kids fighting with him it's great yeah, it's just shenanigans happen like you, know, you get like Ernest gets himself trapped inside his garbage truck and almost crushed to death he also pretty almost much. crushes <laughs> when he when he thinks he has the trolls captured he goes to the police station and they're like all right open up the back he's like you sure you don't want me to just like crush him now and then they open it and it's just like the mayor's kids in the back and i'm like Ernest almost just killed some children <laughs> oh my god like i'm so stupid it's uh, like... i love when he's setting the massive bear trap and his like his plan is that he's got rim shot dressed up yes. in like a kid's outfit and he's like yes. oh the trolls will just think you're a kid an ugly kid but a kid and then like the trap goes off and rimshot won't help him get out because he called him ugly exactly Perfect. like <laughs> it's so good like oh my god yeah i gave this a three and a half on letterboxd of and you know that's apropos for me like uh I, you know because sometimes i'm just like these this movie's not good or like whatever blah 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 but i was like no this is exactly what i expected it to be like yeah, this, I mean, like this worked this is one of those movies that it's hard for me to like objectively look at because it's such a part of my DNA at this point that like, I'm like, no, this is a five-star movie. Does it like objectively deserve five stars? Probably not. But like, I can't view it any other way. No, that's, that is literally a few movies for me. Um, Specifically, probably Jawbreaker is that for me. There's people who don't like that movie, but I'm like, no, it's perfect. It's yeah, great. there's like, I feel this, like everybody has those. And this is like, this is one of those for me where I'm like, I can't, I can't view, especially those like goes, Ernest goes to camp, saves Christmas, goes to jail on this or like, so like embedded in me that I'm like, no, these mm-hmm. are just five star movies. These are perfect. <laughs> like, these are just good. Yeah. Oh, I, I also, yeah, because you, I follow your letterbox or whatever. And I definitely am just like, because I look at like what you have on five stars. I'm like, yeah, some of this makes sense. But then I'm also <laughs> like, he also, I, I, I can't justify like if you see anything i rate on letterboxd like i i my, my ratings probably only make sense to just me <laughs> <laughs> no fair that's fair uh, it was like that and then also like but i saw that you hated like the original black christmas and i was like yeah i'm not a fan you know what? but i'm yeah. i'm also like i'll say as like a a horror person <laughs> i'm not a big slasher fan oh that's and fair. so like I respect black Christmas and it's like in the same way, like I respect the original scream, but they're mm-hmm. not movies that I'm ever like, I don't really want to watch this. Yeah. Like, I also, yeah. Like I, I can get that. I feel like the only, like, I like, I like, you know, Friday the 13th. I like a nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm street, but like, mm-hmm. am I going to put like, I'm not going to talk about a nightmare on Elm street as if they're all masterpieces. Like everyone kind of tends to do in the whole oh my God, dream child is horrible. That movie is horrible. So I blame, like, I blame that little kid from Jurassic park. I hate the oh God. Horrible. We month ago when this comes out, we like, yes. we had just recorded a, our five year anniversary of I you suffer episode. And we, Yay. Do, we do the entire nightmare on Elm street franchise, except Freddy versus Jason, which we'd already done in like a previous episode. Right, right. And Katie had like watched all but one of them for the first time. And it was like a franchise where I was like, I'm never doing these movies because I got, they've been talked to death. I, I got nothing new to say about them, but it ended up being right. like fun. But re watching them all, I was like, maybe three of these are good. <laughs> like they're fun, except for, excuse like, me, it's literally, it is literally the first one, the third one, 
and the new nightmare one those are like the good ones pretty much so i go one two new nightmare i think are bangers other i like i like dream warriors but that's where it starts going downhill for me because i as far as freddy goes i like sinister scary freddy i don't Mm -hmm. like quippy like comedy freddy and that's kind of where three dream wars is where it starts so everything after that i'm like uh, like it goes downhill but like dream wars is still like i think it's like i think i gave it three and a half stars it's still like a good movie oh it's still decent yeah then we did the remake and i was oh my god what fucking piece of shit the remake is (laughs) and you know what's so funny is that uh, now we're just getting into horror talk which is fine but like no i uh they like we talked about in sorority row with me and pickens okay because pickens is also a horror bay as well so like we talked about how they missed opportunity to kill nancy in that movie and to give it all to kitty cassidy like what the fuck like why did you not do that anyway but because rooney mara like no and we talked about this on message where i was just like girl no rooney mara like no and you were like oh she's a good actress in other things though so like I have I like I I think the thing about that movie is they have an incredible cast that's completely yeah. wasted on the oh, blandest movie really? where like all like uh Jackie Earl Haley I think could possibly make a pretty decent Freddy Krueger with like sure. good makeup, good effects, like give him something good to do with yeah. it. They write all of the like quote unquote teenagers because they all look like they're 40 in that movie. Oh literally. Like <laughs> they're all like everyone be the mopiest emo kid like ever like the only character in cinema that's like more emo than anyone in that movie is like Zack snyder superman technically (laughs) but yeah to a point and then also what's so sad about that though too is that i think at least kyle gallner and thomas decker are actually kind of like young ish everybody yeah. else i was like oh wait a minute like oh i don't even I don't think it's like that. like katie cassidy's probably like at that point like close enough to like the age but like yeah she just it's she has she has like the jesse spano from saved by the bell thing going where she just looks you mean like, Arnomi malone you yes mean that? queen mm-hmm. she queen. like she looks like like jesse spano like elizabeth <laughs> berkeley was like age appropriate saved by the bell but she looks like someone's mom she kind of does I'm and so lie. like right. like i watched like watching that remake i was like everyone in this movie just looks like old as a kid and they all like they all are so downbeat the whole movie that i'm just like this is boring and it sucks and it's like it, it was cgi is yeah. terrible like everything yeah i think i said it's like it's <laughs> maybe the worst remake for me at least that it, i've seen it's which a is pretty a, bad it's a pretty bad one uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot to work with in that like that and i will and i have co- i have covered the sorority row movie that movie is not the best however i think it holds at least something where it's not boring that and black christmas 2006 they're not the best movies however they're entertaining at least i i, I back to like, black christmas where it's like it's not good but like it's a yeah. fun watch right like that is to me that nightmare remake no no. Oh, like, so so where I was going with the the slasher yeah. thing. Anyway, <laughs> I think the only the the one slasher series that like I think as a whole that still works for me is Child's Play. Oh, completely. Because they're all baffling and different, yes. but like kind of incredible and especially like the TV show now rocks. Uh-huh. It's so good. 
Yeah, I uh, as you're hearing this, I have now finished all the Chucky movies because they were on Peacock. Uh, a bunch yeah. of them were. So I watched a bunch of those. So I had to finish up some of the newer ones. So I am on the TV show now where I'm caught up with everything um, of the movies. I have to start watching the TV show more so. But yeah. yeah, it looks like it rocks. Like it looks like it is. And what I love too, and here's the thing about that is that I, I promise we'll get back to Ernest, but like, you know, but like it's, I love the fact that Don Mancini has had such a creative hand in that series. And the fact that he is a big old Mo, I think is even better because I'm just like, that's how you do it. Like he was able to keep his creative vision throughout all of these movies pretty much for the most part. And I think that's really hard to do in the world of horror and just movies in general when you have a franchise like that. So I commend him a lot for that. I give him a fair amount of credit for it. It's also like he's been involved with every single one of them. Yeah. Where like most franchises don't have that and at least some creative voice actually a part of all of them. Yeah. And that's where you get shit where you get into like the dream child and dream master of Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street where they're like making it up as they go but in like a right. bad way yeah or you have our our girl Rachel Talladay you know we love you but you made that horrible Freddy's Dead movie oh, and so bad you you come from the John Waters world a little bit which I love but also I'm like girl no that movie such, was not it such a bummer because like because she's great Divine she's was, great yeah divine was supposed to be in freddy's dead yeah and like passed away like i don't know like the year before or something like that yeah like a few years before that yeah yeah. yeah. instead we get roseanne roseanne bar and alice cooper being transphobic uh yeah a little weird a little weird um also uh either of those actors or people hold up now (laughs) also yeah no do not watch that comedy special that comedy special that she made oh my god uh but also since you love 90 day fiance though are you aware of milf manor by any chance oh yeah yeah i watched it. and it's are you terrible. it's are, are you also lisa aware wilcox. that it will <laughs> she is on that show it's, lisa wilcox for those who know obviously but she is uh, alice from nightmare four and five and she needed money her and her son needed money okay I, I i like my my partner and i would always joke about because like we both like 30 rock and there's like a joke in it called for like a tv show in it called milf island right that when milf manor got announced we were like oh my god how is this real and like one <laughs> night we're like sitting there and we're trying to find something to watch and they're like not necessarily paying attention and i put it on as a joke and we ended up watching the entire thing and it's i don't know how we're going to as a society somehow create something that's going to be even more bottom of the barrel than that but i know it's going to happen but like that show is a fucking nightmare <laughs> I, I bet it is like, oh, my oh God. Oh, oh, but you get halfway through and like Lisa Wilcox shows up at some point. And I'm like, why does this person look familiar? Because she's and Alice. I, yeah. And I had to look it up and I was like, holy shit. It's Lisa Wilcox. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was also married to somebody who was a part of Boy Meets World, which is why she was in like an episode of that. Um, that's his his dad. Her son's father is Jeff sherman i think it is or something um jeff sherman was like a huge guy at disney or 
was a part of shit or whatever. And he was a part of Boy Meets World bringing that together, which is why she, uh, fun little fact about this, she's in an episode like physically, but then also there's an episode early on in Boy Meets World where they have Stumpy's Revenge. It's like a video that they sneak into the house or whatever. And you hear it on the TV and it's Lisa Wilcox doing it, which I think is really funny. Interesting. That's cute because like she was also in Nightmare on Elm Street. So it makes sense. Anyway, back to Ernest, I guess. But, um, (laughs) You know, but that's like the plot and whatever. I mean, you did talk about some of the standout scenes for you. Yeah, I guess um, like what are what are some of the ones like what's some of the stuff in it, I guess, that like worked for you or didn't work for you yeah, as me, somebody me, who watched it for the first time. Of course, yes. Please do my job for me. It's fine. Because <laughs> it's all over. But we're just really chatting at this point. But no, I think like for me at least, like I see why people love the scene with the troll and Elizabeth. I, oh, I actually think the, that seems pretty decent. When she like rolls over in bed or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So like upsetting. <laughs> like, I know because just, yeah. Just to think about like you roll over and this fucking trolls in your bed. I'd be like, nope, just I'm done. Horrid. Horrid. It's just like <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, no, there was that. I mean, there was, I will say, I mean, like just some of the, like I, I was saying it before we recorded, but like, you know, I love just Eartha Kit throughout this is just something that fascinates me. Her with her made uh homemade uh flamethrower is amazing. Love that. <laughs> uh, so good. I love I love that she's kind of like takes the like I guess what would like normally be portrayed as like the crazy cat lady kind of character yes. where she's just yes. like mumbling and talking to herself the whole time. Yeah throwing cats like, at people like in the simpsons it. yeah yeah like she's essentially playing that character but like good because yes. she's like she's just walking around mumbling to herself but everything she's saying and the way she's saying it is like funny oh my god and she's yes. just kind of like killing the role as just like the crazy witch lady in town or whatever yes oh and then also fun little fact too um about so this movie is surreal as hell because we also get the idea that because back at the back back times there was at least like one per there was at least a family of color there right and so like <laughs> and so apparently uh after after the troll has been vanquished and all of these kids become not wood statues anymore you also have all of the people from the back back like you know coming back <laughs> Oh, yeah, and but they're all, like, the same ages. <laughs> they're all the same ages, and so apparently this Black family from back in the back a long time ago, um, when the, you know, when the troll first was vanquished, like, apparently that is, like, Eartha Kitt's family, and they're just like, why are <laughs> you, you so, so old? old? <laughs> and they're like, we'll talk about it. It's fine. I, I genuinely think... So she's 3,000 years old, pretty yes. much. Like, she's hundreds of years old. Actually, good point. I don't think I've ever thought about it until I've watched it, that, like, technically she should be, like, she's at least a couple old. hundred years old. but Which you know, I love for her. She's probably a witch. I really, I really, I kind of wonder now if, like, maybe she was written to be revealed to have been, like, an actual witch that just got cut out of the movie. Because, like, yeah. I don't think there's any sort of... Like any DVD that's ever been released of these, there's no audio commentaries. There's no like deleted right. features. And there's like nothing. Or there's it's not like, it. Yeah. It's just like the trailers. And so, and it's also like a time that like, they probably weren't keeping that stuff stored no. properly. A bit to be gone. Most of the people like involved with making it are like dead now or like too right, old right. to really be doing audio commentaries. Exactly. So like, I'd be curious, like uh, that Ernest P. Laurel Preservation Society podcast I guess became friends with some of the people that were involved with these. I think I, you know, I think I've had communications with like John Cherry before he passed away. 
mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. like Bruce Arnston now, some of the other people that are still like around. Mm-hmm. And they got sent a binder of all of the pitches they made for Ernest movies. Oh. Some of them are literally just like a one paragraph pitch. Some of them may have like full scripts for. Huh. And so what they started doing after they went through all of the actually filmed Ernest stuff is they started this new podcast that's like them going over all of these pitches. And a lot of them are like, I guess what they would do when they would go to Disney, they'd go to Disney with like five pitches, four of them mm. fake movies. They know that Disney was never going to green light. And then the movie they wanted to make. Right. Which is how like some of these got made. So they would like go in with like pitches where it's like, yeah, we want to do this movie. where like, you know, I guess content warning, like Ernest goes to San Francisco, catches AIDS and dies. And Disney <laughs> would be like, uh, no, that's no. not happening. All right. Well, our other pitch is like this movie where Ernest fights trolls. They're like, yeah, we'll do that one instead. <laughs> exactly. So you imagine like, Ernest does Dallas. That'd yeah, be weird. I think it was literally called like Ernest does San Francisco. Some shit like that. It was so oh <laughs> And they like, they were like, we're not going to do it because it's literally like, that's the one line pitch. So we're not going to do a full episode on that. But it's like, this was a thing in this binder where it's kind of fucking baffling. And then, then you find out it was literally, they were just make these absurd pitches to just mm-hmm. be like Disney's never going for this but it's like if we have four insane ideas and then one good one that we know we can like actually make they'll exactly. go for that good one <laughs> they'll give this like money to do it like like, it'll be shit, fine. like, er- like there's like some of them was just literally just earnest in the NASCAR circuit and it's just like <laughs> okay so what is that as a movie <laughs> yeah exactly Ernest goes scuba diving I don't know like yeah. who knows that'd be fun like I'll <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was also at some point sort of not necessarily a side tangent, but back to slash a little bit. There was there was a Friday the Thirteenth NASCAR pitch at some point. Oh my god! Where it was just gonna be, <laughs> it was just gonna be like Jason Voorhees, like I guess killing people in a NASCAR race. I kind of love that, and also I, <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I kind of love it because honestly, it's probably better than that fucking Final Destination that they gave us that had to do with the fucking racetrack or whatever like i actually have not watched any of those yet you uh, okay so like final destination and final destination 2 is cool final destination 3 is pretty decent i don't want to watch that final destination at the racetrack because apparently it's really bad and i don't think i've actually seen four and five honestly but i've it's always ones i've been like yeah i'll watch them eventually and then now that's always like if they're streaming it'll be like some one site has like one two Mm -hmm. and four for some reason and then like yeah the other three or whatever aren't streaming anywhere and i'm like all right well yeah they all hit somewhere actively maybe i'll sit down and watch them but they they do like you'll be able to find some of them and all that and um i think two is really good i like and i really like three as well um and my ass will be in there for uh final destination six (laughs) yep me yep me jazz and cat you know we're all we're not gonna be the same theater but like no we're gonna be like no take my money i'm gonna open my little purse and give it yes i think they'll like they like all those movies except for five maybe well that makes sense because it's probably horrible but i'm just saying like <laughs> yes like it makes sense where i'm just like no open my purse give me my money like yeah I'm, I'm gonna do it because i want to see what the fuck they're doing this this exorcist movie that's coming out am i gonna go see it it looks like sort of maybe dog shit but like you know what i might see it i don't know <laughs> i don't I, know yet. i hate all the blumhouse movies I end up. I do hate them. a lot of them. I end up watching them once they hit streaming, just to sort of like keep up with whatever the conversation is and like the horror sure. community. But I don't know if I could watch a fucking David Gordon Green Exorcist movie. 
see oh you make a good point nathan because literally i'm just like jesse are you really gonna go out and spend your money on that movie <laughs> and maybe just let it maybe just let it stream somewhere and then that'll be fine that's okay yeah, it'll it'll go straight to peacock like the halloween movies did like after like the minute yeah. it leaves theaters probably so oh that would halloween maybe that'll work rough yeah maybe that'll work out yeah i'll maybe do that then that's probably better um yeah i i because i don't think i could do it man i just don't think i can but i watched I that, see little, that Final Nation. i watched that little teaser trailer for that exorcist movie and like i am not on board for a new exorcist anything at this point i'm very much a just Jeez. let's this shit be in the past we don't need to remake all this stuff ellen burst like, needs to check apparently i mean i don't, I don't know, know that's that it looks bad it looks real bad it, it does look it does look bad i don't really like it i would have been let me tell you something too i would have been pissed if i like because i have watched the craft legacy and i watched black christmas 2019 um i watched them around the same time um because pickens pickens told me to but anyway uh <laughs> i watched craft legacy and i would have been pissed if i because i think what happened is that movie came out and then it came to streaming or it came a VOD at some point and it was streaming for $20, which is what they do. Like <laughs> yeah. with the newer movies, I would have been pissed if I paid $20 to watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's yes. no way. That's like, even like some of that Matt. stuff where there's like, I know people that'll go see anything horror related that comes to a theater just to like go to the movies. Right. And I'm like, that's too fucking expensive to go waste on like a movie. I know I'm not going to like, <laughs> right. I mean that was my thing too with Scream Five. I know I know you don't love those Scream sequels either. Um, I know, like, but for me though, like the newer one. So the fifth one, I was like, "What is this?" Because I went and saw it, and I was like, <laughs> "Girl, what what are we doing?" And then I saw it again with my sister, and I was like, "Okay, like I don't love it, but like I'm glad people got a check, I guess, and whatever." Scream Six, I will say, I didn't mind it, but to me again like i own all the other screams but like i i don't i don't own those ones yet i don't know if i'm gonna add them yet uh, they're like for me the scream franchise like (laughs) it's just kind of like i don't know i know it's like i know what i'm getting it's gonna be yeah people killed off and then it's like i don't know some family member that we're barely introduced to from the last movie that like was the killer is gonna be revealed as the killer this one and i'm like great i got it like yeah no i yeah mm-hmm. every time every one of those movies that comes out and people like freak out about spoilers i'm like you know what this is gonna be like if you right. know who the killer is gonna be it's gonna be somebody that like jenny jenna ortega was introduced to in a mm-hmm. fucking party earlier yeah. in the movie that is now revealed to be the step cousin of whoever the killer was in the previous right. movie <laughs> like partly yeah i mean like that's kind of what it is i mean i still get, but this is what you do you don't go on tuesdays because everyone goes on tuesdays but you go at the like saturday matinee and you can save yourself a little bit of money so that's all right i've had okay. nothing but bad movie theater experiences since covid started and like it's mm-hmm. pretty much soured me on like ever going to a movie theater I, I get it because I did see Barbie in the theater and I loved it. It was great. Um, and my theater was fine with that. But some of the other ones I'm like, girl, no, I don't, I don't love going to the theater either where I'm just like, maybe at a smaller theater. I've heard this one near me is not too bad, but like um, it's in Hamden, but like, you know, uh, but yeah, I don't love to go either. Cause I want to be a curmudgeon in my house. 
That's what I want to do. Like, I like I I get so aggravated when like <laughs> cell phones are on or like someone's talking or yeah. like anything. So like my partner and I like the first movie we were like, all right, I, we feel like comfortable venturing out to go like try to see a movie. As we went to see yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where <laughs> someone brought their four five year old kid who would not stop crying the whole movie. And halfway through, they just gave a cell phone and let it watch YouTube videos on full volume for the rest of the movie. What the fuck is wrong with people? To the point where I had to like yell at them until they left. And then the only other movie we've gone to see is like uh, in New York City. They did this like mm-hmm. Dario Argento I love. retrospective where they did. It ended with the North American premiere of his live newest movie, Dark Glasses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. I was like. It's going to be like a Dario Argento crowd. It's a like the premiere of this movie. It's going to be cool. right, 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 right. Woman in front of us comes in drunk as fuck. Like Dario's doing this little like like thing at the beginning where he's like talking in Italian and then he's got somebody translating for him and someone's like, oh, blah, 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 coming to Shudder later this year. She's like, my boyfriend has Shudder. He subscribes to that. And everyone's just like, what? Who? Why are you talking? Who cares? Why are you talking? Yeah. And then proceeded to every music sting in the movie would like get up and dance dancing in her seat rocking everywhere kept leaning over to everyone around her like talking to them about scenes in the movie and i was just like shut the fuck up like no one's seen doing? this movie yet let people watch the movie yeah like, like you're not what are we you're, doing? you're not at rocky horror picture show where this is like a lot yeah. <laughs> right no of course because the movie's horrible but like yeah exactly you're not at clue where yeah. you're watching the, yeah like you're not doing this I was like so aggravated and i was no, like how I, are you coming to like the like premiere the first people in this mm-hmm. continent watching this movie and you're gonna be like yelling throughout the whole thing i don't know people don't have no home training nathan i don't understand it no they don't like i literally think the pandemic where people like i, I literally yeah just now the way they watch movies is like it's on in the background they're on their phone they're talking the whole time and they're not actively watching it and it's like ruined movie theater experiences yeah that's for me like yeah they just bring that to the movie theater now and it's a bummer because like i love to go to the movies but it's like right nothing but bad times anymore like barbie like i feel like would be fun to see in a theater solely because it's like a big campy Mm -hmm. movie yeah and like you know like it's even like going to like most of the Marvel movies where it's like people will yell right. out during like big scenes or whatever. And it's like, I right. can handle that. It's like the, the horror movies were like outside of people screaming during a scary moment or whatever. And it's just mm-hmm. people talking and shit. I'm like, I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> well, because you and me are also, um, I'm assuming we're both similar in that we're desensitized to horror where I don't get scared like that very yeah, often. Yeah. I really don't like, I mean, I just don't, I watched terrifier too. And I was like, uh, okay. People were throwing up for this. Like, huh? Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I can't even get started on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess you didn't like it. I'm not a fan, but it's also like I get it. the people were like, I don't like you said, like it's, I guess maybe it is like a desensitized desensitization thing. We're like, there you go. I'm like this, this is the movie you're all saying is like, really gross and like 
super like whatever and i'm just like i i guess i don't know i've seen worse i guess i've seen worse maybe that's because you and me are just yeah we're well i'm always just like i don't know go watch like anything japan was doing in like the 90s it's gonna be like it's way worse than like yeah the killer is like infinitely more graphic than like either fire movies yeah or like go watch inside like what are you doing like huh like anyway um but yeah, I mean, to bring it back to Ernest, I guess, this is Ernest's like, episode, <laughs> I guess. But it's also just turned into us like actually meeting and getting to know one another and all that, uh, which is lovely. But uh, I guess if you had to like, I don't know, I guess we could wrap up a little bit on like uh, Ernest and the episode that we have right here. Yeah. But I guess if anything, like, what are your, rest in peace, Jerry Springer, what are your like closing thoughts on Ernest Scared Stupid? Like, what is, I, what is I that? I think it's like a it's a perfect kids halloween movie Mm -hmm. it's the one that like anytime like someone's like oh like you know like i have like an eight-year-old who seems like they might be kind of interested in scary movies i'm like ernest scared stupid like it's a perfect like right version of a kids horror movie where it is like at for a kid i feel like this would be genuinely kind of terrifying mm-hmm. while also having those like comedic moments that will work for a kid like i said like the dumpster falling on his hand where he does the double take before screaming yeah. is like a perfect comedic moment or like yeah. the bear trap scene the scene when he goes to buy the troll stuff and it's just like stupid mm. expensive and they're like but does it come with that record of like troll hunting songs and then like you yeah hell yeah it does here you go yes yes like i think it would work really well for like on that level and i think just as like an adult as somebody if you're somebody that genuinely likes sort of those things like we said earlier like hocus pocus mm-hmm. type movie and you haven't seen this like you you owe it to yourself like it's a perfect kids yeah. horror movie I agree. jim barney's great in it the comedy is really good. It's pro- I, I feel like for me, very specifically, it's like this team firing on all cylinders sort of before like the wheels fall off the car. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I I must say that. Yeah, I, I can echo what you said, because as somebody who had never really watched Ernest movies or didn't grow up with them, you know, I think this is a great introduction to it. I think because it's also PG, like if yeah. your kid can watch a PG movie, like this is a great way to kind of gauge if they like it and not be me and have watched like Friday the 13th when you were like nine years old, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Like, or whatever, but like, but yeah, no, like this has like a quality of like, of well-made a very well made almost 10 million dollar uh tv movie okay yeah which is fine and that works yeah it's similar to how i would say like you know obviously the goosebumps show and like um are you afraid of the dark and things like that are great gateway horror for kids as well i think this is also a great one too and um i would maybe watch some of the earlier movies i don't know if i want to give myself slam dunk Ernest and Ernest goes to africa no <laughs> um I- I, I would say watch yeah. goes to jail and yeah. if jail, if like you can deal with like the non horror aspect of like the mm-hmm. earnest stuff, then like saves Christmas and like goes to camp would probably work pretty well for you. Exactly. Totally. And and that's to anybody listening to of just like, you know, watch some of the earlier movies too. If you like this, you know, um, unfortunately this really doesn't stream anywhere officially. You can find it on YouTube though. And maybe if you really, really like it, like get a physical media of it, you probably find it for cheap for a DVD. Oh, yeah. like you, you could like, find like use DVDs for like totally. $3 for like almost all of the earnest movies. Like literally if you really wanted to, I guess. Um, 
yeah i'm sure this is and uh, you know it's funny i think it's probably the reason this i think it does stream on youtube technically like you could actually rent it like rent it yeah you can i don't think it streams anywhere else though and probably i think that has to do with probably the the rights and shit like that with disney and shit yeah like this and saves christmas are the two and i guess jail kind of doesn't Mm -hmm. stream for free a whole lot Mm -hmm. but like yeah i don't know it's like they they pop up or like they move around like it's kind of like if you follow like stephen king movies they will like Mm -hmm. all be on stars and then a month later they're all on hulu and then they're all on like whatever and like these kind of do the same except saves christmas is always on disney plus like you could probably you could probably rent it on things but it's like always streaming on disney plus but like goes to camp goes to jail and scared stupid tend to pop up here and there for free somewhere mm-hmm. and then we'll be like the other 10 months of the year are just like just to rent for some reason but then yeah. everything else is just like widely available at like all times because most people yeah. don't want to watch them <laughs> yeah exactly except you know you know people like you except me other people <laughs> except watch you it's fine all of them like three times a year yeah and i will say exactly and i will also <laughs> say um the one on youtube the rip of it is not great however i think if you rent it and you get it i think it's actually pretty good video quality like the the definition of it's pretty good so yeah. it's fun to watch with that so yeah i i think that's i think that's everything i can think right now but uh but nathan i thank you so much for coming on my show though I'm, this has been a long time coming and I'm i'm glad we were able to talk and you know get to know one another and i love that for us yeah, um thanks thanks for having me on of course um so you want to tell people a little bit about your show and what you do and plug your social medias and all that fun shit yeah like uh i hope you suffer is a podcast where like when we first started we were like oh we watch bad movies but then it kind of progressed we were like yeah but these are actually like good bad movies and like mm-hmm. a lot of them tend to be fun regardless of what people call them so we just kind of say we like we watch the movies most people don't want to watch. Yes. Um, it's my co-host, Kit and Katie. And, you know, we just pick a movie every week. Something usually based on, like, a very stupid title. We do a lot of, like, mm-hmm. the sci-fi channel shark movies, if that's your shit. Like, mm-hmm. trying to think what we did recently. I've been such in, like, Nightmare on Elm Street mode that, like, <laughs> I've completely forgotten. Let's see. When this comes out, we had pro- we just did the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. We're doing mm-hmm. Toxic Avenger. Oh, nice. I think, think we're doing a movie called Wolves versus Bloods that looks horrendous. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, like we just do a lot of like that dumb majority of like the straight to Tubi style movies. Yeah. Uh, you can find us pretty much any podcast service. Uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash I podcast where we do like a monthly bonus episode with all three of us. Katie and I started doing like comic book movie episodes where it's like anywhere from like good ones to like the Dolph Lundgren mm-hmm. Punisher movie. Yeah. And then I also have another podcast that's sort of every once in a while when me and my partner have time, we watch a movie called Nate and Kate Movie Club where mm-hmm. like recently we did, I think we did an episode on Roadhouse or maybe we just watched it. We're oh, hell yeah. in the process of maybe doing an episode on Ghost. Um, (laughs) kind of like stuff we like. It's not like a very genre specific. We'll just do anything, just whatever comes to us. Like, oh, we're gonna watch this movie, and we just talk about it. Like we did Heat, Mm -hmm. which is an incredible movie, and then we also did like 
cruel jaws which is like mm-hmm. an italian jaws ripoff that actually steals footage from like four or five shark movies yeah it does and so like yeah that's also should be like anywhere you find podcasts and then yeah me personally i'm only on instagram and blue sky and then letterboxed at gordon scramsey mm-hmm. no longer on twitter because it's a fucking hellscape Honestly, I kind of want to join you on that because I really don't <laughs> use Twitter like that. And I made it for the show, but I'm just kind of like, I just want to get rid of it forever and ever. It's, um, it's worth it. It like it, it it was a complete like negative on my mental health. Yeah. And, like literally I, leaving it yeah. was like such a positive. Yeah. Because Instagram's way more fun. You can make stories and shit. And it's like way more fun. Like I love Instagram more personally. It's just like oh like it's all and you can toxic. curate a lot better. It's all you just kind of have to like decide what level of toxic you're willing to put up with. And Twitter once Elon took over became way more than I could put up with. <laughs> you know, I, I curate my Instagram to where I just have a bunch of horror things on there and then I follow people that are fun, you yeah. know. So it's all good, you know. But uh but yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'd love to have you back for something else. I'm going to come on your show. I am excited to see when you guys are going to do Good Burger. I mean, oh, we so it's we have done there. Good Burger because it's on a Patreon bonus episode. So it's on. We have it. I don't know. Like every once in a while, if we have a week, we can't record. We'll drop like an old Patreon episode. I think it you might, need to drop that episode when Good Burger 2 comes out. Might be in our regular feed. We did an episode like because. What we like, what we were doing up until like recently was our Patreon at whatever level, like the $10 level or whatever, got to vote on like the theme for a triple Mm -hmm. feature. Right. And one of them got voted on it. It was Keenan Thompson. So we picked three Keenan Thompson movies. Was the heavyweights one of them? I think it was, it was heavyweights, good burger. And then I picked master of disguise, the fucking Dana (laughs) Carvey movie, which is horrible garbage so i believe i can't i don't know if that ever got like released as a regular episode or not though i'll have to look next time next time uh we have to drop one i'll throw that one out there i'm just saying because guru 2 is gonna come out on paramount plus and bitch i know at least at least katie and i will probably watch and do an episode on that at some point hell hell yeah because that is probably gonna be dumpster fire and i'm excited for it i don't know i kind of have high hopes because i think keenan and kel are both like legitimately funny so i'm interested to see what that's like as like i still think it's yeah however many (laughs) years later uh it's been literally like oh jesus christ uh 25 years at least 26 i think um since that's come out so like I think it'll still kind of be a dumpster fire, but it'll be a fun dumpster fire, though. Yeah. I think so, if anything. Yeah, hopefully. But thanks so much for coming on, and uh, I will... Of course. Thank you so much. As always, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so via email at cultcinemacircle at gmail.com. In case you want to give any movie or episode recommendations, give feedback on the show, or if you'd like to just say, hey, I'm open to all of it. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, you can do so on Instagram and Instagram threads at Cult Cinema Circle. I tend to post what I'll be covering for the next week on there, post stories, things like that. On X, I'm at Cult Cinema Circle. On there, I don't really post a whole lot, but if you want to follow the show, it's there for you to follow. And then on Letterboxd, I'm at Jesse, J-E-S-S-E, Kremp, K-R-E-M-P, all one word. On there, I log little movie reviews, I'll log what I'm watching, and then it's also a nice way to kind of see what I might be covering on the show in the future. 
Be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm pretty much on all of them. Be sure to leave five stars and a one to two sentence review about the show uh, so we can grow the audience and then just spread the love all around. Be sure to tune in next week to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, where I'll be covering 2001's 13 Ghosts a state-of-the-art remake of the classic William Castle horror film about a family that inherits a spectacular old house from an eccentric uncle. There's just one problem. The house seems to have a dangerous agenda all its own. Trapped in their new home by strangely shifting walls, the family encounters powerful and vengeful entities that threaten to annihilate anyone in their path. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cult Cinema Circle podcast, and remember, eat me, I can die. Take care. Bye.